everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23. And uh, what I'd like to do is share verses 13 to 21 with you. And then let's talk just for a few minutes today about Barabbas and the Gospel. Then Pilate called together the leading priests and other religious leaders along with the people, and he announced his verdict. You brought this man to me, accusing him of leading a revolt. I've examined him thoroughly on this point in your presence and find him innocent. Herod came to the same conclusion and sent him back to us. Nothing this man has done calls for the death penalty. So I will have him flogged and then I will release him. Then a mighty roar rose from the crowd, and with one voice they shouted, Kill him and release Barabbas to us. Barabbas was in prison for taking part in an insurrection in Jerusalem against the government and for murder. Pilate argued with them because he wanted to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! Now, uh, friends, Luke doesn't stress the point that it was a custom that Pilate at the time of, of the Passover would release uh, a prisoner. This is recorded in the Gospel of Matthew 27, chapter 27, verse 15, if you want to look at that. Um, but that, that's certainly in the background of, that, of this passage that's sort of assumed as Luke gives us this, this account the the uh, people wouldn't just roll up to Pilate and say, hey, you know, kill this guy, give us this other guy, let this other guy go. The, they would have no frame of reference to even think to do that if this were not a custom of Pilate. But it seems to me that Luke really wants to focus in on the injustice of, uh, of, of what happens to Jesus, what's done to him. The unthinkable injustice of this. To know that, that Jesus is innocent before God, number one, but also he is declared innocent by Pilate, he's declared innocent by Herod, and yet the crowd, as they're ginned up by the religious leaders, uh, demand his crucifixion and the release of Barabbas. Now, Barabbas is as equally clearly guilty as Jesus is clearly innocent. He is, in fact, a murderer. Now, while focusing on the injustice of this, of this release of Barabbas, of the condemnation of Jesus, that's, that, that's right. Uh, it, it is, I think, important for us to take one more step kind of deeper into this story, and that is to see the sort of, I guess you could say, reflection uh, of the gospel here in this story. Now, the, this uh, man Barabbas, there's some evidence that, uh, that his first name was actually Jesus. And, and so it, it makes actually for a kind of an interesting comparison here. Um, as we read in Matthew 121, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. And so the question as we look at these two Jesus, Jesus is, <laughs> um, that, that question is, 
how does God save? How does the Lord save? And we have these, these two different sort of uh, models. One is insurrection, violence, murder, and one is the gospel by the forgiveness of sin. And so as we're watching this injustice, right, where Jesus, Jesus Christ, is condemned and he is innocent, but the guilty go free, we see, of course, here reflection of the gospel. The gospel is the fact that Jesus Christ lived a sinless, perfect life and that he came, and this was God's prearranged plan, Jesus as we read in Revelation, is the Lamb slain before creation, and the Son of God came, and He took our penalty. He took our punishment, the punishment for our sin, upon Himself, so that we might be freed, so that we might be saved. It is true, in fact, by the gospel of Jesus Christ, that the, that the guilty, that is, the guilty, go free. And so while there is injustice in this moment, there is also, of course, God's amazing grace. The crucifixion of Jesus, the timing of it, was very intentional. It, it is set in the Passover because Jesus is the Passover lamb. He is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We read this in uh, in 1 Peter chapter 1 beginning of verse 18, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver which which lose value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began, but now in these last days he has been revealed for your sake. It was very intentional that this would happen during the Passover because Jesus is the Lamb of God who by his sacrifice saves us. There's also here a sort of... A, a reflection of the Day of Atonement. We read about this in Leviticus 16. The timing of Jesus' crucifixion was not at the Day of Atonement, but there is, there is a sort of a, of a reflection. There, there is an echo of the, the Day of Atonement in this. Because on the, the Day of Atonement, the priest, after atoning for his own sin, the high priest would then deal with two goats. And if you're familiar with the word scapegoat, this is, this is kind of where that comes from. And, and so one of, the, one of the goats would be killed, would be sacrificed for the people's sins. The priest would lay hands on, on the other goat, and that one would be, would be sent away. And so one was killed, one was set free. And as I said, there's a, there's a reflection here of this, that it is Jesus who has provided the ultimate atonement for our sins. He, by His sacrifice, by having our sins laid upon Him, has actually made us at one again with God, given us peace with God, given us eternal life with God 
in the kingdom of heaven. And thanks be to God for his amazing grace, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the fact that God chose him as your ransom and mine long before the world began. Amen. Amen. And friends, till we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that he would keep you.